The Aldis Podcast is brought to you by Aldis International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the US and Europe. Today, you are listening to our ServiceNow series, where we interview the best and brightest of the industry to share their story, advice, and views on the exciting world of ServiceNow and digital transformation. Hello, you're listening to the All This Podcast as part of our ServiceNow series. I'm very, very happy to welcome Frederick Spetz. Frederick is the Digital Transformation Director at Saab Group. Frederick, very good to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about your journey to now and how you got into the world of ServiceNow. And maybe after that, tell us a little bit about your role within the Saab Group. Saab Group is manufacturing a broader company within the both services and solutions in the mainly in the military defense and civil security area. So we we have a very broad portfolio with solutions both high up in the air like the grip and fighting jet, but also within land security and naval and also far below the sea as well with submarine solutions. So very broad portfolio doing a lot of things. So I've been at Saab for almost two years in this role. I have a consultant background um, within the whole service management process automation domain. So regards of ServiceNow, I've been working on the partner side and then consultant side for some years before I joined Saab. I was a consultant at Saab for some time within their transformation unit where I ran a project, which I think we'll get into more details around, but that was to digitize the onboarding experience and the kind of people journey processes around our personnel, where we utilize the ServiceNow platform a lot. So Frederick, when I look at the projects that you can utilize for ServiceNow, one of the challenges is actually effectively picking the right project that's going to add a significant positive impact within the organization because there's nothing worse working on projects really well that actually don't move the dial and in some cases they can just cause more harm than good tell us a little bit about how you chose that project as the right project to work on and then the communication piece and the journey that you needed to go on to get this implemented and start generating return on investment yeah it, it actually came from a mix from our CIO as well as our head of quality that when we implemented ServiceNow at Saab in a quite traditional way to start with within IT and the ITSM processes. But then it was bubbling up this discussion of how we can broadly use this platform to transform other kinds of workflows within our support functions mainly it started with. And then the onboarding process was I think it was on the top list, really, because it it was very administrative. There was no really holistic approach or no no transparency for line managers nor employees when they did this kind of onboarding process. It was very silo-based. So IT did their things and HR did their things and our facility function, even procurement when it comes to onboarding consultants they knew what they were doing and what they kind of things that they delivered to support onboarding but there was no enterprise approach on that 
process. It was picked due multiple reasons, both pure efficiency, productivity, compliance, but also I think it was a good process to start with to work with this kind of digitalization approach within this kind of cross-functional aspect within multiple support functions and, and get people, them to work together. Yeah. Yeah. And people can relate to the onboarding experience because if you get the onboarding experience wrong for a corporation, it's just a really bad start. And they talk about making first impressions and you want this process to be as consistent and easy as possible. Mm. And you mentioned lack of transparency. Lack of transparency can be a real challenge because we all prefer consistency. And sometimes if the service isn't great, but we know what we're expecting, we'll much prefer that rather than yo-yo effect of not quite sure what we're going to get. Yeah, definitely. And the whole employee branding aspect was a top kind of objective for this this project that we did as well. HR was very much involved together with the other, what we call group functions. So it was a pure enterprise approach on that project and i think that is very important to to um to see the onboarding process as an enterprise process because it is not a pure hr related process so we needed to take this project from a proper enterprise approach and that was also how the steering group of this project was set up so we had um the cio the cpo the heads of head of hr our security um uh, head of security, etc., within this uh, steering committee, and head of quality, of course, who was the chair of this project, and that was super important because they, we could drive these kind of changes across all these functions, which was very needed to get this going. What are some of the challenges or kind of milestones that you need to work towards? In mm. terms of getting a successful implementation, because rarely do these projects go to plan. I think one of the success factors was that we took a very kind of iterative and agile approach. So what we did in the beginning was to we took all discussions of tools really aside because there was a huge discussion regards to what should be handled in our HR system, what should be handled in ServiceNow, etc. Et et so we tried to do a kind of best possible scenario or a kind of a sunny day workshop as we used to call it that we took the approach from a line manager's perspective and an employee perspective and see how will the best experience of the onboarding process end-to-end look like and how should that feel and be and that was our kind of vision and then we backtrace from there into different smaller iterative releases on that journey really and i think that was a really good decision that we took that approach and that we got a trust and commitment from the steering committee that we were allowed to do it like that as well because the exact end game were hard for us to envision to begin with so that was really good and that also created us the possibility to actually create business value for each iteration as well so we didn't create this kind of huge two-year project that didn't deliver anything up until two years later we gained trust and momentum in the organization for every release we did really yeah how how did you communicate those releases yeah because it's particularly important for morale showing improvements Mm. moving towards the right direction Mm. everyone feeling part of that journey 
because sometimes the communication piece can be lacking, even though this can be great work done. Uh, we obviously took help from our communication function, so they were part of the work as well, helped us with pure article writing, but also helping us to create the best strategy around this. We communicated in multiple different channels in different ways, everything from traditional intranet articles to open webinars. We try to pinpoint those in the organization that were to be affected when we did different releases. So for example, when one of the iterations that we released was the kind of pre-boarding experience, as we call it, a mobile web or app that, that our upcoming employees were able to do and, and kick off some tasks and prepare themselves before the first day. That was one of the most important releases we did quite early on in the project. And in that case, for example, we looked in the HR system and see and saw how, who, who have upcoming or incoming employees. And then we went through all the, we went to all those line managers and spoke with them and set up webinars for them. So they were getting, got a more of a smooth start in, in this kind of new way of working. And then all, because we were driving it from this enterprise approach, all the different support functions took also their responsibility in communicating internally in their different functions. So there, there was a lot of communications around this. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about some of the challenges that maybe you did mm. not foresee and as you went along the journey you encountered. Yeah, language. <laughs> was definitely a challenge. Um, so when you talk about different kind of types of employees or users, consultants, we have these different terminologies of uh, that isn't the same within procurement or security or HR, for example. It could be the same word, but it means something different to them when it comes to their interpretation of it and the process around it. That was a challenge. Yeah. Also, the, the, when you get down into the details of the onboarding and not only the, the different tasks, not only what to do, but also how to do it, uh, then you get into that there are very many variations really of, of employee types. For example, we have due to a company within the defense area. I mean, we have a lot of mandatory training and compliance aspects that, that new personnel need to walk through. And then you need to ask yourself that package of training, etc. is that the same if we hire someone just from the university to do a small job during a couple of months, or is it the same if we employ a full-time full -time employee? So we get into all those different details because when we digitalize it, it gets much more binary, so to speak. That was a challenge that we underestimated. Definitely. You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team, or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com. How did you pivot or take a step back and analyze your approach and go forward with what you've taken into consideration? Yeah, yeah we, we um, had a, an approach to begin with that we wanted to establish feedback loops directly within every release, really. So that was something that we worked very 
active with. So every time we did a release, we made sure that we had a feedback loop within that solution. It could be a small survey that they were to fill out, or we kept some webinars open, etc., to get feedback from the employees and line managers. So we always fine-tuned what we released at the same time that we developed new things. So that was quite crucial. And I just want to bring up another thing that was a challenge, and that was to actually test this kind of solution in, in a proper way. Because the kind of dates when people start, etc., and when you do a pilot around this, and then you need to, to, to handle all those aspects that, yeah, but we don't have that many people that starts in this area until next month, etc. And how long is an on, does an onboarding take for a new employee to do all the necessary things, etc. It, it could take some while, and then you need to rely on that as well. So testing this solution was very challenging due to that you need to to manage all these specific dates in time. It was just not you couldn't test it when you wanted. So that was really tricky, actually. That's because everyone is so time poor, under severe pressure. And you're very conscious of your timing when you're doing these different things and then you're trying to take into consideration for everyone else. But when you're looking at the different variations and then you're trying to introduce these different changes at any one time, was there situations where things didn't necessarily go to plan that you had to then solve? And then how did you actually go about solving those things? Because I'm, I'm guessing transparency was very important along the way. Yeah, there was some areas where we that we should have been more granular in in terms of what parts of the onboarding were to be assigned to which type of employees that was something that we saw quite early on that we had underestimated so then really what we did was that in in that specific case was that we reprioritized little of some of our resources and then uh, then made sure to fix some of these things before taking the next step, really. And also, when we looked at the broader, the project actually was re-scoped in, in the middle of it when the steering committee and the stakeholders saw what we were realizing with this for the onboarding. They said, great, but we want to extend this to also do transitions when you move between the companies within the group and the business areas, and also the offboarding when you quit, when you leave Saab. That was also a, a specific challenges around those kind of processes as well. For example, the offboarding is is often very described from a pure happy path perspective, but from that process perspective. But there are so many variations of offboarding as well, and how that is actually handled practically that you need to, to consider. Yeah, and people always think about the onboarding, but the offboarding is very important, particularly yeah. when it comes yeah. to data sharing a handover that's effective. Mm. Sometimes people can be a little bit disgruntled leaving. So how do you make sure that's managed correctly as, as well? So there's always a, there's always some things just to take into consideration. Tell us a little bit about of the rollout of the communication with the final key messages and then the return on investment, even if they're small, that kind of grew to generate mm. higher commitment to work on additional projects. We did obviously a, a business case of the whole project to begin with. And how we tried to, to approach that was that we tried to describe the onboarding experience today on a, almost a, a task activity uh, level. And then we were 
trying to describe the as the the two B scenario where we had a, a more digitalized solution with more automation, and then try to find time savings within each and every activity really in, in the process. So that was one way to try to build up how many hours could we potentially save both on the line managers to have this structured in this kind of transparent way, but also on, on new employees and consultants to be more proactive in the organization. And one thing that was crisp, so to speak, is when you look into these different examples within the onboarding process and compare the previous situation with the new situation. And one of the best examples is really how within Saab, for example, all new employees are going through a mandatory security training. And when they have done that, design uh, NDAs and also some other papers and after that, they take a photo on themselves, and that is sent to the property function to create a access badge, really, the, the card. Now, this was done very s- sequential, and the actual training was done at our facilities. So the first day when you came, you were welcomed by the, your line manager, and then you and the line manager scheduled in your training a couple of days after that, and then you went to the training, and then you signed the papers, and then you had to take the photo a couple of days after that, and then you had to wait for the badge to come. And that could take some while. And um, so that was one of the goals that we wanted to do with one of the iterations that we released was that you should be able to pick up the badge the first day at work. And to realize that we needed this kind of pre-aborting experience to work digitally. So we worked with the platform to create that solution, that experience, and we brought in these kind of trainings digitalized so that you can watch it at home a couple of weeks before you started. You were also there able to walk through and sign digitally these agreements and NDAs. And also you were you were able to take a photo on yourself which we, through the ServiceNow platform, push into our ID card system that can start produce the badge. And when you see it from that perspective and, and we see how many people and consultants, employees and consultants we bring in every year, and we know that most of them can now pick up the badge the first day instead of walking around hand in hand with the line manager and a guest card the, the first week. That's a proper good example of a saving that that this actual effect uh, at Saab that this uh, solution has realized. It's a really nice example and you paint it really well because we can all relate to when it doesn't go to plan but when Mm. it actually does run that smoothly you feel really empowered and there's a lot of self-service in terms of you're doing it at your leisure and it's getting completed and it just saves so much more time and energy which which is great. Tell us a little bit about the future of Saab Group in terms of some of the projects you're doing. Obviously, there may be some sensitive ones, which we don't need to get into. And then I'm quite interested in your thoughts about ServiceNow, where that's going, the future of that. There's been quite a few purchases of AI companies, and there's a lot of excitement happening with the with the, the free certificates and system in as well. Mm. So it feels like it's becoming a very important time for what's next for service now. Yeah, definitely. It seems every year 
I've been around service nano for a couple of years and it seems that every year I say they are really growing now. <laughs> they are, every year I say the same comment. Within Saab, um, the onboarding, transition, offboarding, they are all examples of these kind of moments that matter if we take an HR term that you will always remember uh, the time you did your onboarding. You will always remember the time or a couple of times maybe you switch business area to another company. You will always remember that when you decided to quit, maybe then maybe come back again, but you're offboarding. So these kind of moments are prioritized from our perspective to create very good experience around because th these are the things that you will always remember. And if we can make them very good, then the overall perspective of Saab as, a, as an employer will be better. And we have other experience like that. So when you go for parental leave, is something like that. When you are on an international assignment, maybe in, in Brazil, you pack your whole family together to move to Brazil for a couple of years and work there maybe. I mean, that those kind of moments are areas of interest for us that to digitize and make them as smooth and create that experience that you used described Mark around how to, that you remember these as this was really good. So th those kind of new new experience, of course, we, we are looking at from a roadmap perspective. We like I started to describe my role, which is to fo focus really much on how we can transform and automate our workflows and processes within Saab. We, we have also created a center of excellence team on that whole question that are we, we are working very closely with our business areas and all different support functions and helping them in this kind of journey to um, complement the more traditional operational excellence lean teams with these kind of digital capabilities. So we have put the whole ServiceNow platform next to our automation solutions, RPA solutions, integration tools to be able to take a more holistic approach on, on transforming processes. So that is really something that we are focusing on right now a lot. Yeah, Frederick, thank you. I like that moments that matter because mm -hmm. there are certain moments that you remember and we want to get right and how you articulate that everyone can remember and they're important for people as well, almost like when you're starting school or you're finishing school, those first couple of days, you always remember them and mm -hmm. they're pretty vivid too. Um, I hope you've enjoyed our podcast today. I've been chatting with Frederick Spetz. Frederick is Digital Transformation Director at Saab Group. And Frederick has been, has been telling us a little bit about the journey to introducing ServiceNow across the business. And we talked a little bit about the example of the onboarding and what that process involved, some of the challenges that they over, overcame, and then the importance of transparency over communication and getting the right language correct and taking into consideration variations and timing to make sure the things went to plan and how you can actually never over communicate and be also be very mindful for people's journey along the way but making sure that having different decision makers and stakeholders all part of that journey and communicating to them is very important in, indeed. Frederick Spetz, Digital Transformation Director at Saab Group, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Aldis Podcast. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. You can also head over to our website, www.allthis.com to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles, and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.